What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So today, we are going to have a few updates for previous topics I had discussed maybe like in the last month or so. We also have some new, very interesting things breaking within the last few days. And we're also going to get to a missing 411 style story. So sit back and get ready for this. Basically, within about the last month, month and a half, I told you guys about several, like 16 different Canadian doctors who were fully vaccinated, completely healthy, that just dropped dead suddenly and there's no known cause. Well, now the list has gone up to 32 and there's doctors calling for the end of vaccine mandates in healthcare after these 32 Canadian doctor deaths. I'm going to read you a quote from Dr. William Mackis, and he's actually the one that found the 32. Like, that's basically double what I had found. But check this out. This is what he said. I have now tracked 32 Canadian doctors' sudden deaths. These doctors were actively practicing medicine, and they were healthy prior to taking illegally mandated Kabobo-19 vaccines, two, three, or four doses. I've sent a letter to the Canadian Medical Association President's Dr. Alika Lafontaine and Dr. Catherine Smart, both of whom supported COVID-19 vaccine mandates on all of Canada's 92,000 doctors. And I urge them to call for the immediate termination of all COVID-19 vaccine mandates in Canada's healthcare, as well as investigations and public inquiries into these sudden deaths. Dr. Makis actually went as far as to send the Canadian Medical Association presidents, the ones I just said, Dr. Alika Lafontaine and Catherine Smart, he went so far as to provide pictures of these doctors. He wrote their birth dates, their death dates, and he wants answers. And he says he actually had submissions from a lot of people, so he thanked everybody that hooked him up on different information on these Canadian doctors that are just dropping dead with no known cause. The CMA have been promoting COVID-19 vaccinations since December 2020. They have aggressively and unethically promoted the use of experimental jabs in populations where risks of serious vaccine injury far outweighed any potential benefits. That's including children of all ages, teens, pregnant women, healthy adults that were less than 70 years old. Dr. Makis goes on to say that, you know, Pfizer and Moderna may not be legally liable for their deceptive pharmaceutical products, but in publicly promoting their forceful use on Canada's doctors, he says both of the presidents are legally liable. And so is CMA as a whole. In an interview, Dr. Makis discussed the 32 young doctors who died suddenly or out of the blue developed aggressive cancer after they were injected with the Kabobo shots. Now check this out, guys. This doesn't count the paramedics or the nurses who have died suddenly. This is just the doctors. Imagine how many more people have just been killed and they're sweeping it under the motherfucking carpet. Now, a little background on Dr. Marcus. He's trained as a nuclear medicine radiologist and oncologist. His main specialty is radiology and nuclear medicine. But he also had an oncology practice. His medical license was revoked before the COVID era began for blowing the whistle regarding the corruption in cancer research, which is a whole fucking conspiracy theory in itself that I'm definitely going to have to cover someday. But that's in the future. 
He basically said that Canada's medical college's silence, get rid of, and attempt to ruin doctors who speak out or blow the whistle. Totally fucking shocking, right? Here is another quote. He said, the colleges can make your life a living hell. There are no repercussions for the medical establishment, the bureaucracy. Every college in Canada is a private corporation. So, these private entities, privately owned, that control the licenses of every doctor in Canada, the way it's all been set up is that the provincial government gave these private corporations the ability to regulate medicine. They call this self-regulation. Self-regulation in medicine is a fraud. Now, not too long ago, I did an episode on the American Medical Association and how fucked up and corrupt they are too. So I totally believe that Canada's is probably just as fucked up as the American Medical Association. But you know, as far as the 32 dead dockers, fucking crickets in the mainstream media for Canada and the United States. Nobody's fucking talking about it. They just like, oh, it's just a crazy coinky dink as per usual. Get the fuck out of here. So now that we've talked about Canada a bit, let's talk about the UK and the UK government figures that just came out. They confirm male teen deaths increased by 53% in 2021 following COVID vaccinations, and the death spikes correlate with the uptake of each dose. Now, if you look a little bit further into it, you'll see COVID-19 deaths remained low among the age group of 15 to 19 in the UK. But following the COVID-19 vaccinations, they were still considerably higher than the negligible amount of deaths that had occurred before COVID-19 vaccinations were introduced. They've already shown in multiple fucking studies that this vaccination fucks up your immune system. It damages it, and every single dose you get compounds the damage to your immune system and your DNA. But let's not talk about that either. Now, speaking of government data from the UK, check this shit out. A graph made by the UK government is entitled Deaths Due to All Cause Among Males Aged 15 to 19 in England and Wales, 2020 versus 2021, week one to week 52. Now check up this. This is statistical data that I'm about to break down. If you look at week 26, despite the COVID-19 virus allegedly wreaking havoc throughout the UK, there were just two deaths registered among the male teenagers aged 15 to 19 in England and Wales. But fast forward one year and we can see that there are 19 deaths registered among male teens 15 to 19 in England and Wales during week 26. That is an 850% increase, you guys. And like I said, all of these spikes and these fucking unknown deaths, they literally correlate to the different vaccination campaigns and booster campaigns the UK government forced upon its people. So check this out. This is what's kind of extremely alarming. The number of deaths between week one and 17 in both years, 2020 and 2021, is almost identical, with 170 deaths occurring in 2020 and 172 occurring in 2021. Now check this out. The difference in deaths only occurred after the COVID-19 vaccine was introduced to this age group. 264 deaths occurred among males aged 15 to 19 between week 18 and week 52 in 2020. But 405 deaths occurred among males aged 15 to 19 between week 18 and week 52 in 2021. 
So that's where they're getting the 53% increase in deaths. I'm not sure why no mainstream media can fucking look at the same graphs and research I just did and maybe let people know what fuckery is going on, but it might have something to do with the fact these motherfuckers are totally paid off by Big Pharma. Hmm, maybe our fucking Bill Gates is evil. It's all bad, you guys. So like I tell you, a billion fucking times a week, do your own research. Look into shit on your own and dig. Dig until you get answers. So kind of another update. Uh, I think it was about a month ago. I was telling you about a study on ivermectin. The name of the article was Regular Use of Ivermectin as a Prophylaxis for COVID-19 Led Up to a 92% Reduction in COVID-19 Mortality Rate in a Dose-Response Manner. I already told you guys about that. That's not the crazy part. Dozens of medical journals ended up retracting this study, saying it had problems. It's not good. But if you go to reactionwatch.com, check this out. John Adler Jr., who is the editor-in-chief of the journal, said, and I quote, This article was carefully reviewed and not found to have any substantial methodological flaws. We live in a dangerous time when censorship is routinely advocated for unpopular scientific ideas. So I think a lot of the controversy came from who authored the paper. And check this out. It was Pierre Corey, who is a critical care specialist, better known as the leader of the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, based in Madison, Wisconsin. Now, he's been talking about fucking ivermectin since day one. He's been saving people's lives. He's not fucking putting them on ventilators and causing some horrible oxidization bomb in people's bodies. So he's definitely like on the mainstream media shit list and a lot of scientific journals will just see this guy's name like, nope, Fauci says no, gotta trust Fauci. So if you go to pierrecorey.subtrack.com, he has got a great article up there. He's saying high impact medical journal editorial staff were getting orders to censor ivermectin studies from big pharma and philanthropists like Bill Gates is evil. The former longtime editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine resigned in June 2000 after 20 years in the post. She resigned because of what she described as a rising and indefensible influence being exerted by pharma at the prestigious journal and its powerful affiliate societies. So she actually wrote a book about all the stuff she found out. It's called The Truth About Drug Companies, How They Deceive Us and What to Do About It. Now check this quote out from Dr. Angel. It is simply no longer possible to believe much of the clinical research that is published or to rely on the judgment of trusted physicians or authoritative medical guidelines. I take no pleasure in this conclusion, which I reached slowly and reluctantly over two decades as the editor of the New England Journal of Medicine. Now check this out. Another former editor-in-chief of the NEJM, New England Journal of Medicine, Dr. Relman, said this, Medical profession is being bought by the pharmaceutical industry, not only in terms of the practice of medicine, but also in the terms of teaching and research. The academic institutions of this country are allowing themselves to be the paid agents of the pharmaceutical industry. I think it's disgraceful. Well, Dr. Wellman, I would have to say fucking exactly and up top. Now, Richard Horton, who is the editor-in-chief of The Lancet, another fucking corrupt-ass medical journal, said this in 2015. Quote, The case against science is straightforward. 
much of the scientific literature, perhaps half, may simply be untrue. Now, according to Pierre Corey, the following medical journals are completely corrupt and he just kind of goes on to talk shit, lay out the evidence of how they're butt off and talks about it in a little bit more detail, but I'll just kind of like narrow it down. He says, New England Journal of Medicine, the Journal of American Medical Association, the BMJ, which is the British Medical Journal, Nature Reviews Disease Primers, Annals of Internal Medicine, and JAMA Internal Medicine. And JAMA, like I just said, is a Journal of American Medical Association. So he's just kind of like confirming everything I've said for the last two fucking years. These people are corrupt. They care about money. They don't care about healthcare or healing people. And finally, people are starting to call these crooks out. I swear they all need to be rounded up. Fauci first, Bill Gates second, <laughs> Klaus Schwab, your fucking name's on my list too. And all of these doctors and scientists that took a big payday over telling the truth, the people they were supposed to be helping. You guys are going to get it. In one way or another, karma's going to come back and bite you all bad. So now it's change of subject time. We are going to get into a missing 411 style story coming out of Ireland. And I read the article on DublinLive.ie. The headline reads, Woman's terrifying ordeal after hearing fairy voice while stuck in the woods. Now, this woman says she's skeptical about the supernatural world until this incident in the forest that I'm about to tell you guys about. She put her story on Twitter, and I'm believing that's where Dublin Live got the information. So directly from the horse's mouth. So basically how this whole thing starts is she decided to go out and get some exercise and she was kind of sick of just doing laps around their neighborhood. So she thought, hey, I'll go do some exercise walking slash hiking in the woods. She says, at first, everything was fine. The path leads through two identical trees. I stepped through and put my hands on both trees. People are saying now that this was a mistake. One was really warm and the other was really wet and cold. She says she walked on and she thinks she took a left. She describes a path that kind of like branched off to the left and she says it just went nowhere. It went into a really overgrown forest, really high weeds and plants. So at that point, she says she knew that wasn't the correct path. She says there were lots of people around because apparently it's like a popular spot. So she walked back and thought that this was not the main path. And, you know, hey, let's try the other direction. So she decides to go the other way, and that went nowhere as well. She goes back to the fork to start over. When I went back, I think I tried to go back the way I came, but this led me nowhere. She says she walked back up the main path again, but it didn't look familiar. She says it was extremely overcast at this point. She tried to pull up Google Maps on her phone, and she said she had no signal, which is absolutely not normal for the area. She goes back and decides to keep trying the paths. There were only three, so she thought eventually she'd get somewhere. She goes walking down a path towards a really overgrown area again. And at this point, this is when she heard a really quote-unquote light woman's voice. She doesn't know how to describe it. It was really high. She was shouting, over here. I thought she was probably calling her kids or something. And it was just when she laughed that the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Now, she goes on to, like, qualify, look, I'm not a fucking psychopath. I have a very professional job. I'm not crazy. I'm quite logical. But then the call came from the other side of me. She said she just knew something wasn't right. Something was just wrong. Her first instinct was to run, 
but she didn't even know where to run to. She had no idea what was going on. And at that point, she remembered turning your clothes inside out is supposed to help. So she tried that. She goes on to say she thought she was like, you know, going psycho, but she's like, fuck it. What else do I have to lose? So she did it. She turned her t-shirt inside out, put it on backwards. And at that point, hoping nobody was looking at her because it would probably fucking look extremely strange. At this point, she turned around and walked back and almost immediately came to the two trees again. When I turned around and came back, I came to them quicker than when I had been walking in the opposite direction. Now, prior to getting to this point, she said the forest was dead quiet. You couldn't hear the birds and the people and everything, but now she could finally hear all that, that she was back at the beginning. Now check this part out. She says when she got back to the car, she checked her pedometer. The last time she had checked the step counter, she was at 8,000 steps, you know, something like that. And she says this now, it was at 18,000 steps. So she's just like, how the fuck did that happen? I did not walk 10,000 steps in that short amount of time. She goes on to kind of like describe the voice. She said she was scared when she laughed. When she laughed, I don't think I have words in the English language for it. I never heard someone laugh like that. I knew something was really wrong. I just got this really bad feeling that things were not going to end well for me if I didn't do something. She says at the point of the laugh is when she got really fucking scared. Now, because this is coming up Ireland, there's all these fairy stories of them and a lot of people are telling her it was, quote, a stray sod. And for you Americans out there, let me just tell you what a stray sod is. In contemporary fantasy literature, a stray sod is a clump of grass enchanted by fairies. If a person steps on one, they will become disoriented and lost, even in familiar surroundings. While wearing an item clothing inside out breaks the enchantment, allowing the person to find their way out again. The concept and phrase appear to originate in ancient Celtic mythology, specifically Irish folklore. Now, I just thought that was kind of interesting because it lines up with so many of the missing 411 stories about just the totally being disoriented, hearing a voice, trying to lure you somewhere, and having a hard as fuck time getting out of this little patch of whatever you're in. So I don't know, if you want to learn more about Missing 411, there is a movie out. It's called Missing 411, The Hunted. I covered it maybe in two or three episodes about a year ago. So there is a lot of different people explaining very similar experiences like this. But I don't know. I'm not from fucking Ireland. I, I didn't even know what a stray sod was until about 10 minutes ago. But who knows? Don't discount something just because it sounds crazy. Now we're going to get into a little mainstream media fuckery. I found a 1987 article from the LA Weekly about CIA links to ABC Television News Network. Basically, there is an untold story about the ABC Television Network, and it's about how a company in which CIA director William Casey is a major player who took over the network. I mean, this should at least raise questions as to whether Casey used his CIA position to help drive down the price of the ABC stock, thereby facilitating the takeover, because they got it for a steal. So check this out. According to LA Weekly, Cap City's primary executive, Thomas Murphy, his family, and some of the Cap City's founders had or have a relationship with another firm known to have excellent connections in the intelligence community through one of its subsidiaries. The same firm has also been accused of mafia ties. William Casey, the just-resigned head of the CIA and a lifelong maneuverer for that agency in the corporate and Wall Street communities, was and is a major player in Cap Cities. 
a founder and former director of the company, Casey placed all of his stock holdings into a blind trust, except in violation of his agreement with Congress for his holding in Cap Cities. Now check this out, you guys. You know ABC back then and even now is a huge influence on the American people. And you have to think, if this network was delivered straight into the hands of some CIA motherfuckers, does it not make you wonder what they have lied about? And since this 1987 article, what other stations have been bought out by nefarious motherfuckers that do not have like unbiased information to give to you? I mean, I know Bill Gates put $100 million, actually more than $100 million into buying media. So nobody really ever talks about this. Like I had no idea a CIA connected company had took over ABC in 1987. So that's hell of days ago too. Imagine what has gone on since then. Imagine the propaganda and lies they fed the American people since 1987. So now we have like a little true crime update. I discussed this case hella days ago when it happened. And I'm talking about Sherry Papini, who was sentenced to 18 months in prison for faking her own kidnapping. It's basically the California mother who faked her own kidnapping in 2016 in a hoax that was exposed with the help of advances in DNA technology was sentenced on Monday, and that's according to a release from the Department of Justice. Judge William B. Shubb determined Papini, who's 40 years old, should serve 18 months in prison, followed by 36 months of supervised release after she admitted to the hoax and pleaded guilty in April to mail fraud and making false statements. She was ordered to pay $310,000 in restitutions. Now, check this out. The prosecutor asked the judge only to sentence her to eight months in prison, while the defense asked for one month in custody and seven months of home detention. Yeah. So basically, I'll kind of like run down the story if you're not familiar with it. Like I said, 2016, I think it's around November Thanksgiving time, and suddenly oh, blowing up over all the networks, they're talking about this missing super mom and how her husband found her iPhone on the ground with hair stuck in it. So there was a huge surge. So many people put money together to pay for a private investigator. Then suddenly on Thanksgiving morning, you see this video of this fucking woman running around frantically. And finally, somebody finds her and they find out, hey, this is Sherry Papini. The story she told, the hoax story, was that two Mexican women kidnapped her, branded her, cut her hair off, beat her all that shit. She had lost like 30 pounds in that whole ordeal. So she basically did all of that to herself. Crazy ass motherfucker. But yeah, she got busted because DNA said, uh, no bitch, there's no female DNA on you. It's male. And it turns out she just like wanted to go spend a couple weeks with an ex-boyfriend in SoCal. But yeah, she got busted. And this all happened in writing, if I didn't already say that. So what's up, writing? I think eventually, or probably sooner rather than later, her and her whole family are going to have to leave Reading, Because Reading's like a small city. It's like 50,000 people. And everybody kind of knows everybody. And of course, everybody in Reading knows the Sherry Papini story. So now we're going to have a little bit more Canadian news. And this all went down in New Brunswick River on September 8th, 2020. Now I'm gonna link the video, but basically this guy fucking happens to see two dudes in hazmats doing something with the water. As he approaches, he sees about 50 dead fish floating to the surface, like dying right then. And he's like, hey, what the fuck are you guys doing? What's going on? There's people in this water right now. And they start acting extremely suspicious. 
So it turns out what they were doing was using rotten one, which is used to kill small mouth bass. And apparently this has been going on for hella days where they've been trying to do this and people are protesting it. Now, as we all know, the government loves poisoning the environment to quote unquote, save it. And a lot of, I think probably most of the quote unquote, first world countries do this. But yeah, go check out the video. They fucking, these hazmat motherfuckers, two rangers to be their bodyguards. And they start kind of like threatening this dude. And the ranger's like, well, I'm not with them. I'm not doing what they're doing. And it's kind of suspicious as fuck. You're poisoning the water while people are in it. And the fish are dying within minutes of them applying the rotten one. It's absolutely insane. It's like a 20 minute video. But you guys, it's worth it. If they're doing this here in that river, you have to imagine it's happening elsewhere. And they just didn't get caught the other times. Let's fucking poison the environment. Let's kill shit. And with the whole like food shortage situation, why would they be doing that? Fucking catch them some way and start feeding some motherfuckers. It all just seems very suspicious, weird timing, and I'm not about it. You're not going to fucking poison a river. Get the fuck out of here. Now, before we move on from Canadian news, I'm going to read you a tweet by Kyle Kemp, who just so happens to be Justin Trudeau's brother. He starts by saying, I hold love and space for you. Your words and actions over the past two years have been deplorable and morally repugnant. I believe you're acting under duress and it's time for you to release yourself from the spells that bind you. That's not a crazy conspiracy theory. This guy really is Justin Trudeau's brother. He lives in America now. But if he can see the fuckery, if he's calling his brother out and, you know, that's his blood. Come on, you guys. Everybody else needs to call this motherfucker out, too. I mean, he literally fucked a female student while he was a teacher and paid her off. And everybody just kind of swept it under the carpet. Fucking clown world shit. So now we're going to move on to some Iranian news. A few days ago, a 22-year-old woman got murdered by the quote-unquote morality police in Iran, and they're trying to justify it through propaganda. If you go search Masha Amini, that's M-A-H-S-A-A-M-I-N-A, on Twitter, you'll see for yourself. So this person on Reddit reached out to me, and he's like, all I'm asking here is for help. I don't know where else to ask for help. Just be the Iranian people's voice, please. That's all my people are asking. Meanwhile, Biden has permitted a visa for the murderer president of Iran to give a speech in the UN. Now, apparently the morality police got on Masa because her burqa or fucking hijab or whatever you call it, the face covering thing, wasn't on correctly. So they take her into custody and suddenly she's dead like 24 hours later. And apparently there's going to be a lot of protests over this situation in Iran. The people there are afraid they're going to cut the internet like the Iranian government loves to do. So just keep your eyes open. If you guys find any like developments from Twitter or whatever, send them my way. Because, dude, it's fucking crazy. Morality police? Jesus H. So guys, just a little side note here. I just wanted to tell you about the 1800 scientists that got $193 million in vaccine royalties. And now they've approved the vaccine for kids without human trials. Uh, does that answer any questions as to why they've approved it so quickly based upon a study with eight French mice? It's absolutely like peak clown world bullshit. So now we're going to move on to like a little Russian story. And I know there was like, obviously there's the fucking we stand with Ukraine crowd, but then there's the people that are saying Putin is for the real people. He wants nothing to do with the new world order. 
Check this shit out. Antirov, who is the deputy prime minister of Russian Federation, calls to change your mentality and try out meat. Meat from fly larvae, a.k.a. maggots. In the future, consumers would add more and more vegetable proteins to their ration instead of animal ones. Government should support this and Russian populations should change their attitude towards alternative meat. Just to reiterate this shit, Putin is a World Economic Forum member. He was never on our side. Fucking controlled opposition going on. Way to launder fucking billions of dollars in money for a so-called fake-ass proxy war. So this shit's happening all over the world. You cannot trust the Russians. You cannot trust the Americans, the Europeans, the Canadians. These motherfuckers are all bought out by the World Economic Forum. And it seems like the few African countries that didn't subscribe to the World Economic Forum, their presidents are dead. I think the last count was like six. But better not talk about that or they'll fucking censor this whole podcast. Now, I know last week I was talking about how 9-11 was an inside job. Check this out. The Pakistani ISI, which is equal to the CIA, Chief Mahmoud Ahmed is the guy who funded the 9-11 hijackers and was also in Washington, D.C. on the morning of 9-11, meeting with the White House, Pentagon, and CIA. Of course, mainstream media never fucking mentioned it. So tell me this, why is Pakistani CIA in America talking to our fucking people when there's healthy evidence that they funded these motherfuckers? So yeah, nobody wants to talk about it, but The Guardian actually did an article called The Pakistan Connection. Check it out. No other media even fucking reported on the situation. So 100% 9-11 was an inside job. So before I get out of here, I just have to tell you what the mainstream media is now trying to blame all these blood clots on. One article says it's done by drinking caffeine because it can dehydrate the body, leading to thicker blood. No shit, another article is trying to blame it on food. The title, Blood Clot Warning, Five Foods That Could Keep Blood From Moving, Steer Clear. And it's just like, really? We're just literally gonna blame anything out there, just fucking throw a dart at the wall, and whatever it lands on, we're gonna blame that. That's causing all the blood clots. Oh, gee, I don't even know. Like, what the fuck? How are not every person in the world not seeing this fuckery? Now, and just a little side note, yesterday, a judge vacated murder conviction of Adnan Saeed, and if you don't know about the story, check out the podcast Serial. It was like their first season and they go deep and hard. And I truly believe this conviction was vacated due to Serial and the work and digging they did on the case. All right, guys, that's about it for this week. I have to thank our top downloading states. We've got Illinois, California, and Texas rounding up the top three. As far as our international listeners, we have Canada, the UK, and Australia, and Denmark is like still hanging on there. And a little side note about Denmark, I actually got tickets to go see Merciful Fate, aka King Diamond, an amazing singer straight up out of Denmark. I'm pretty excited to go. It's been a long time since I've been to a concert that I was like actually excited about. I saw him like 20 years ago, and apparently just he has not toured in the last 20 years in the States. I'm not sure about anywhere else, but not here. So you guys, as I always tell you, be aware. And don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao. Are you lost?